Hey everyone, welcome into Minding Your P's and Q's, a look into the various aspects of business etiquette, an often delicate area when it comes to our words and actions in the work environment. For localjobnetwork.com radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma. So let's say you're currently employed, but maybe it's a dead-end position or you're looking for something more. Maybe it's in salary or status or even a calling of some sort. Of course, you don't want to cause any issues with your employer or risk the current job you have. So with that in mind, we wanted to examine the best ways to seek out a new job while you're currently employed. Now, Kim Menninger, founder of Great Heights Coaching and an experienced professional in the corporate world, is joining us from Massachusetts today to talk about this topic. Thanks for coming on today, Kim. Thanks, Tim. I guess, first of all, I mean, just from what you've heard, maybe your experiences, I mean, is it more common now for currently employed individuals to be looking for jobs elsewhere? I believe it is, yes. And there are actually a, a number of reasons for that. Uh, as you and I both know, the economic climate has forced a lot of organizations to do more with less lately. So there are a lot of professionals out there that are really feeling underappreciated, right? They have more responsibilities, mm-hmm. but maybe they haven't received a raise for many years or they haven't had that promotion that they were waiting for. So there's a lot of resentment. So there definitely are a lot of people out there looking for new opportunities. Another thing that I see as a trend is more of an emphasis on career satisfaction. Okay. And I think this is very common in younger, the younger generation as well. I think there's more of a sense that they want fulfillment from their job. So if they're not finding that they're getting meaning from their career, they're much more likely to move on. So they're looking for, for that opportunity that's not just going to give them the compensation that they're looking for, but also that sense of fulfillment. We no longer can expect to stay with a company until retirement. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of people that are just sort of passively job shopping throughout their careers just to stay proactive. Well, I did wonder about that side of it. Maybe just in the back of your mind, you're always wondering, okay, am I next, you know, a layoff situation mm-hmm. or that kind of thing. So um, obviously it sounds like there are a number of reasons people would be looking elsewhere, even if they are, you know, in some cases you're employed and, and you know, an unemployed individual might look at you like, are you serious? But, uh, you know, you laid out those reasons as, as being extremely valid there. Yes. Now, you know, obviously there's some differences if you're job searching while you're unemployed versus currently having a job. Um, you know, that's why we kind of put it under the, the category of etiquette in this regard. I mean, when you're unemployed, we always tell people it's your job to find a new position. But I mean, what advice do you have in terms of planning out that search if clearly a lot of your work or a lot of your time is being taken up at your current position? Right. You're, you're right. When you're employed, you obviously don't have the luxury of time. And you also have to be much more discreet about the, the process. So you really want to make sure that before you even begin your job search, you're absolutely clear about what it is that you want. Mm-hmm. Right. So you want to know exactly what you want to do. And this can be a challenge for many people because there are a lot of people out there that know they're not happy with what they're doing now, but they don't necessarily know what they want to do next. So they really need to do some internal work to figure out, you know, where do I want to be and what, you know, what aligns with my strengths and so making sure that you have all of those questions answered before embarking on the job search, and then also knowing what you want and do not want from your next work environment. So things like you know, even as simple as dress code, the commute, your you know, travel requirements, what you want from your next compensation package, and the cultural fit. Those are all really important elements, and you want to make sure that you have all of that sorted out in your mind so that you can really target the opportunities that are going to best align with your strengths and your interests so that you're not you know, spending a lot of time really in a trial and error process. Mm-hmm. And how about in terms of networking? Obviously, you mentioned you know, there's a certain uh, – you have to have caution there. and It can be kind of tricky. Uh, and I'm saying that because a lot of the networking 
contacts that you have obviously know you're currently employed and maybe they have some sort of connection to your your manager or the employer in general. So in terms of strategizing and, and, and networking, what's sort of your, your input there? Sure. And you're right. Networking can be really tricky, but you know, generally speaking, it is the most effective way to find a new job. Mm-hmm. Like you said, these are people who know your work. So you do want to be strategic about the contacts that you reach out to. So generally speaking, trying to find people that you know you can trust. So find people who know you, know your work. Those people are really in the best position to consider you for new unposted opportunities or to advocate for you with other hiring managers. And although it should be obvious, it's always a good idea to emphasize that you want to keep the discussion confidential. This is not something that you have discussed with your current employer. And most people will be respectful of that. But again, you also want to be selective about the people that you're sharing this with. Uh, another resource is is a headhunter. So if you're an executive or if you're in a specialized area, you know headhunters tend to have access to hidden opportunities, and because of the nature of the work they do, they're very sensitive to that need for confidentiality as well. I mean, so do you have any advice, or is there any way to really know if you can trust someone with you know sort of this sensitive information? In many cases, it's really a judgment call. Mm-hmm. You know, and in in your career, you have an opportunity to build relationships oftentimes that go beyond just that simple work relationship. So if it's somebody that you see perhaps as a mentor or somebody that you've trusted in the past with sensitive information, those folks are generally, uh, you know, a better, a better contact than somebody that you may only know, you know, casually or, mm-hmm. or less informally. And it's something actually that somebody brought up before the show, um, just asking in terms of when you're sending an application of some sort, there's this suggestion of putting in, you know, applying in confidence, um, just in case there's a connection between the the employer you're looking at versus your current employer. I mean, does that apply? Do people normally sort of follow that that guideline? Like, I'm okay, I'm not going to let them know, or is the loyalty between those individuals first? I mean, do you have any experience with that at all? You know, that's not something that I've actually seen very often. Okay. I think that there is sort of a, an understanding among recruiters and anybody that's part of that hiring process mm-hmm. that that information would be kept confidential. But certainly when it comes to networking, where it's it's less formal and it's more conversational, that's when I would certainly emphasize that. Okay. Now, along the same lines of networking, uh, you know, obviously the effective use of social media has been bigger now um, than ever before. So when it comes to ideas like Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Mm. utilizing those tools, how do you do that without putting your current position in jeopardy or or really even cause some sort of issue with even coworkers or the employer? Because obviously the connections you have on there, it gives them updates as to what you're doing. So what's sort of the strategy there? Yeah, that's a great question. So social media can be really useful, but it can also be really dangerous. So quite simply, you just never want to publicly state that you're actively seeking for a new opportunity. Even if you think that your privacy settings are set appropriately. You just never know. And you also want to make sure that your friends and family aren't saying anything either. So discretion is really important. Now, LinkedIn is a great tool. And because it is such a big part of the career management process these days, it doesn't really raise a lot of flags if you're out there and actively engaging with the tool. Mm -hmm. But again, you want to make sure that you're not Stating publicly that you're looking for a new opportunity. Right. You do want to make sure that your profile is updated, that you're, you have a professional picture out there, you know, all of the things that will reflect well on you in the process. But again, not making any explicit statements about your search. And use it as a networking tool because it's a great way to make strategic contacts. 
sort of in a, a similar vein, how about online job searches, you know, through employment type websites? I mean, is there a concern at all with using those in looking for a job? Absolutely. So if you post your resume to the job boards, anybody could see it. Hmm. So if your own HR department is out there hiring managers within your organization, if they see your resume out there, it could definitely get you in some trouble potentially. And I know I, I'm just for the listeners out there uh, with our at localjobnetwork.com with our um, job boards and, and with our resumes, you can actually have a privacy setting where it only will be displayed if you apply to a position. So something to keep in mind um, if you are doing That's it that right. way. That's right. Absolutely. Now, you know, most of the concern obviously comes with dealing with the current employer and not wanting to cause any issues there uh, and obviously not wanting to, to cost yourself your current job before you have a new one. So I mean, as far as your current job goes, is there anything in your performance that could possibly be an indicator that maybe something's amiss or that you're looking elsewhere? Definitely. So you absolutely want to stay focused on your current job. And that can be tough because a lot of people, like we talked about, are unhappy or you may get excited about a new opportunity. But you, your current job is your number one priority. And you don't want to raise suspicion. So if mm-hmm. you start to slack off, you know, that that could definitely be an indicator that something's going on. And there's no guarantee that you're going to find a new job anytime soon. So you really don't want to put your current job at risk. And also, you want to leave on the best possible terms. Even if you're miserable in your current job, it's never a good idea to burn bridges. You just never know when you might cross paths with former colleagues or you need a reference in the future. It's just always it's always best to leave on the most professional terms possible. Now, I'm just curious, and, and I didn't necessarily ask you this ahead of time, but I mean, have you seen anything like this before or have you noticed or somebody's brought up like, hey, you know, John Doe, he seems to not really be focused with what's going on. Uh, I mean, is that, have you experienced that at all or is this more just sort of a um, something that could go detected by someone? Oh, no, I actually have seen this a lot in throughout my corporate career. Okay. So you, you could tend to see the signs. I mean, there's a lot of body language involved mm. too. You can really, you can really tell when somebody has sort of checked out, so to speak. And so, you know, you don't always know that it's because they're looking for another opportunity. There could be something going on in their personal life. But it's just a great idea to stay focused, try to separate the two, and, you know, continue to follow through on your commitments. If you're working as part of a team, make sure that you're carrying your own weight, you're continuing to add value, and maintain a positive attitude. That's important as well. Now, earlier, you know, we talked about networking a little bit, you know, but what if, say, at work you have really close colleagues or, um, you know, even it could be a thing where, you know, they're a friend outside of work. I mean, is it still okay? I know you mentioned about trusting them. I mean, is it okay to discuss that? I mean, as long as it's not, you know, at the workplace. I mean, I guess what's your advice overall in handling that, especially if you have some close connections that are affiliated with the work or, you know, with with your work or maybe even... Um, maybe they work directly with your uh, your boss in some way. I mean, how do you sort of handle that whole thing, especially if you're close with someone? Generally speaking, it's just not a good idea to share mm-hmm. this information with your coworkers. If it gets leaked and, you know, people talk and they may not necessarily intentionally share that information, but if the information gets out, it could definitely have a detrimental effect on your current job. You know, you might get shut out of new projects or, or meetings, and you might even find yourself the victim of downsizing. If your company is making changes and they don't see you as loyal to the company, you know, you might find yourself on the chopping block. So, you know, you can't take anything for granted either. So even if you think that you know, you're about to seal the deal on a new opportunity, until you have it in writing, there's just no guarantee. So it's always best to err on the side of caution. And I know that the line can get a little blurry because many people do develop friendships with their coworkers. Right. 
and you know, like you said, there is a lot of out of work time spent together, and so it really fundamentally becomes a judgment call at that at that point. You really have to trust yourself to know how well you know the person and how well you trust them. But when in doubt, always err on that side of caution. Another area that I found funny, and you had mentioned in an article, um, just. It seems like common sense, but oftentimes people say that's that's lacking quite a bit nowadays. So it seems obvious that you shouldn't be sending any emails from your work account, uh, making phone calls at all from the office. I mean, that's all accurate, correct? Absolutely, and and you'd be amazed. I and mean, it's common sense to to us, but there are so many people out there that use their work email for personal purposes that they don't even think about it when mm-hmm. they're filling out an application or putting it on their resume. So. It, it's just not a good idea to do. Uh, many organizations do monitor email and Internet usage, so you never know. And then as it relates to phone calls, even if you think you have privacy in your office, usually the walls are thinner than you think. So right. it's always best to manage the process outside of the office. Well, and I was ask you about that, too, because obviously the people you're trying to contact are typically going to have those similar you know, business hours. So do you have any advice in terms of reaching out to them during, during that time, or do you try to contact them sort of outside those typical work hours? What's sort of your, your take there? Well, in some cases, this really depends on the type of flexibility that you have in your workday. For so, so for many professionals, they can step away from, for lunch or they can take a quick coffee break. And you want to try to schedule your calls or networking contacts around those breaks so that you're not doing it on company property. Um, the other thing, too, is that there are a lot of employers out there who recognize that people are committed to to their existing jobs and are willing to make time in the mornings or after work hours. So to the extent that you can be flexible and try to work around your work days, mm-hmm. it's just much better. Uh, I mean, overall, do you have any other thoughts or, or sort of general advice when you're talking about sort of, I don't know if you want to say a respect thing towards your current employer, I mean, just in terms of going through that process. And you know, again, we're looking at it sort of from an etiquette point of view. So um, in terms of that, that current employer aspect of it, what, what advice do you have? So even if you're absolutely miserable, you always want to be respectful to your current employer in this process. So you want to maintain a positive attitude when you're speaking about your employer. You'll make a much better impression with prospective employers Mm -hmm. if you do that. And you never want to engage in any type of questionable or unethical behavior during your job search. So even if you think that sharing proprietary information or sharing company contacts will help you to get a job, if you treat your current company poorly, hiring managers may worry about what you're going to do to them. So it's just never a good idea to, to do that. You always want to maintain professionalism and act ethically and respectfully throughout the process. I think it's a great point, especially the idea of you know sharing some sort of information like as the, the prospective employer when they start to wonder, like, well, why wouldn't you do that to us, too? So I think... Exactly. It looks like a bad character trait. Right. No, that's a great point. I, I really didn't cross my mind. I was sort of looking to wrap things up a little bit. I mean... What final tips or some sort of takeaway do you would you give to someone who is in this position? You know, again, maybe they're underemployed or they just they need something new. They're looking for fulfillment, as you mentioned. I guess what is that that takeaway, that final piece that you would offer up in terms of looking for a job while you're currently employed? So, you know, as we've discussed, looking for a job while you're employed has clear advantages, but it also has disadvantages. So, you really want to be strategic in your search. And so, if you're struggling with this and you're not sure how to approach that process, take advantages of the resources that are out there. There are many professionals, career coaches, career professionals, that work with people on this all of the time, and they can help you create an effective plan and avoid many of the common 
pitfalls that we talked about so that you can really get this right. Well, unfortunately, it is time for us to close things out here on Mining Your P's and Q's. And, uh, of course, the topic of looking for a new job while you're currently employed. Definitely an area where some caution is necessary. Our expert guest has been Kim Menninger, the founder of Great Heights Coaching. Kim, how can people find out more about you and your company? Great. Anybody who is interested could look at my website at www.greatheightscoaching.com. Or you can send me an email at kim at greatheightscoaching.com. Great. Well, thanks again for tackling this subject with us today, Kim. Oh, thanks, Tim. I appreciate the opportunity. Of course, we're always interested in hearing from you, the listener, as well. So feel free to drop us an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. If you have any comments or suggestions for this or any of our shows on localjobnetwork.com radio. Until the next time we speak, I'm your host, Tim Yuma. Tim Yuma.